Welcome to Pharmacy View, Technology and Pharmacy Business Podcast Series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Kavita Nadan and Serge Singh from the newly launched Locomate Pharmacy Support Business. Welcome Serge and Kavita. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Great to chat with you today. Now, I had the opportunity, obviously, to visit you both at your standard APP this year and find out a little bit about the service that you're now offering or looking to launch. But before we get into what is Locomate, I guess, all about, uh, it would be great, actually, for just for us to get an understanding of who is Kavita and Serge. Sure, Scott. I'll go first, I guess. So I'm Kavita. I'm a pharmacist. I've been in the industry for over 20 years, starting as a junior and ultimately becoming a managing partner in my own store in Endeavour Hills. Throughout that time, I've had experiences from being a locum to to being a managing pharmacist out in a rural area and then becoming a managing pharmacist, which I am currently at. And I guess this is what has contributed to us developing and coming up with Locomate, which we will talk about with you soon. But I'll pass it over to Serge, who will go through his little history. <laughs> Thanks, Kavi. So, Scott, I've been in the IT industry for over 15 years now. I had dabbled in recruitment as part of that process as well, but been in the cloud application infrastructure space for well over 10 years now. And, and, and looking at all of the experiences that I've had in, in dealing with, you know, how applications are built and managed and what they look like from a transformation perspective going into this new, you know, digital transformation for the last five to 10 years, that's contributed to my experience towards Locomate. Cool. And and obviously that's a, a nice introduction then is to, there's a bit of a match here between the two of yourselves. I, I, um, I hope you don't talk about IT at the dinner table every night. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So... How did Locomate come about? What was what was the story behind this? Sure. Okay. So I'll tell you a little bit of a story about it because it's interesting when we talk about this, there is a, a starting point to where it all started and it was during COVID. We all know back in March 2020, it was the peak of COVID. I had my two regular pharmacists who worked full-time at my pharmacy one day called in sick and said that they had to go get COVID tested. And back in the day, if you got COVID tested, you didn't get results for at least 10 to 14 days. That's right. It was horrendous. Yeah. So I ended up losing my two main pharmacists and having to run the pharmacy in the peak of COVID when we were doing, you know, triple, quadruple the script numbers, sales were crazy. The volumes were crazy. It was very hard to manage. So I had to get in a lot of locums during that time period, yep. close to two to three a day at times. So it was actually a month afterwards when I came home one day and during this time, you know, Serge was working from home and I was still obviously going out into the pharmacy, working and coming home quite late at night. And we would have this little ritual where I would come home and first thing we'd do, he would put on the kettle and we'd have a cup of tea and we'd just debrief around the kitchen table, sit down, just let it out. You know, he'd tell me about his day, but I would as well, considering it was very, very busy in pharmacy during that period. Yep. And I said, I'm like, 
I just received an invoice today and could you believe it? The locum rates were close to double what I expected. And I'd literally for that month blown my budget on all wages, just on locums. And I started talking and I started telling him that it's just the whole process is just so archaic and it's just so, you know, I have to manually fill out forms. I don't get told who's coming to my pharmacy. I can't communicate with these pharmacists. And he's like, oh, is this just a COVID thing maybe because they've been quite busy? I'm like, you know what, Serge, it hasn't. Because if I go back through the years, this is something that's kind of been occurring. And I've always spoken to him about it, but I guess during COVID this time, he actually had time to sit down and listen and for me to be able to vent out properly. And I was like, this has actually been happening for so long and nothing has changed. It's just that this whole COVID period's actually really highlighted it for me yeah. with the, the the lack of, you know, visibility over the rates, who's coming, the, uh, to be able to tell this person this is what we offer. I remember I had a locum come in one shift on a, on a Saturday and, you know, they came in and I got a call from my student or tech that the pharmacist actually didn't, do pharmacotherapy so if you think about methadone dispensing suboxone and so again and i went in and had to do all the doses fill everything out for this pharmacist and so what was the point of having that locum at that point do you know what i mean and then i was like oh this is so unfair like i've hired somebody and they can't do one of the the requirements of the job but then when i thought about it i'm like but i had no way to to tell the locum that that, that's a service that we offered yeah so in yeah so you know, as I started talking, so just like, surely there's a way to be to be able to automate. Or how about I look up something for you yep. that, you know, I could potentially get from the internet. So I'm going to pass it to Serge, who'll then tell you his side <laughs> of the story. That's, no, that's, look, that's a, and that's a great introduction to this because yeah. you're right. When when you think about so many other areas of our life these days, we, we really have gone from paper-based and analog systems to instant connectivity so so really yep. what you the picture you're painting here that Serge is now going to uh, tell I guess the IT side of things is that yeah. there's a need here that that could be so easily streamlined well well streamlined potentially easily exactly correct yeah uh, so as part of that process I'm like you know let me just find a piece of software that you could potentially recommend for the agencies to use to make your life easier yep and I searched I searched some more and I said, okay, nothing in Australia. Let me look overseas, search the US market, search the Europe market. In the UK, there's about 50% automation. Yeah. And, and, and this is something I've noticed with innovation anywhere is when you innovate and you lead the market in something, you get complacent and you stop innovating Yes. because you own the market and you're like, okay, we, we, what else do we need to do? Because no one else can compete. Right. Yeah. And then and whilst I searched for that, I'm like, okay, nothing exists to what the automation should look like. I'm an enterprise architect by trade. And what that means is I look at, uh, you know, the overall picture of how things should work and plug together in an IT perspective, end-to-end automation. And so I said, okay, so nothing exists in terms of the problem you described to me, Kavi. So what should that look like? Can you describe the process? So, you know, I've got this architecture software where I started joining the dots of what the process should look like. And as we step through it, I'm like, this can be built. It's it's nothing in, in terms of, you know, that you have to invent new technology to solve this problem. It's automating certain processes and then putting them together as, as part of that. And that's sort of how the idea of Locomate was born. And we then thought, okay, how do we explain this to people? And, and you know, how do we make sure it, it's validated against what people think? So 
we went out and built a prototype and, and prototype, you know, for, for the audience is just in terms of being able to click through the process and having, you know, almost what the app should look like without being an app. Yep. Um, so we built that. And as we went through the process, we went and spoke to both sides, which is the, the pharmacies and the locums. Yes. Because we had one side of the story, right? Which is the frustrations from the pharmacy, which is what pharmacy. covers like, you know, someone walks in and they can't provide the service. Yes. So we talked to the locums and the locums are like, it would be great if we knew that that service was probably required. Oh, yeah. um, so there was <laughs> yes. missing information on both parties. And we're like, hang on, you know, sometimes locums get a bad name, but it actually, as part of the process, they are just as having a bad experience as the pharmacy. Yeah. Because again, there's a there's a level of information that hasn't transferred between the two parties through well, via, via a third party. Yes, correct. Exactly. And as we went through the process, obviously, we, we found a lot more information on what should go into the app. But it all started in March. Yeah. From yeah. that idea, that conversation, yeah. uh, research into the industry, us build, building a prototype, and then we showed some you know leaders in the industry who you know own large groups, work yes. you know have built their own businesses, and when they saw it. Their reaction was, wow, I can't yep. believe this doesn't yep. exist today. This is what the industry needs. Yep. And that gave us the confidence to actually go all out and, and get this built. Yeah. So so again, if I step through that journey from what I've, I've just listened to, then is that you're right. You've got locums that are turning up to a pharmacy with no knowledge or vision of what they're walking into, apart from that it's a pharmacy. And secondary is that from a pharmacist's point of view, you're not really sure who's turning up. So so to actually make all of that connectivity almost instantaneous, which we can have today, is is ultimately the, the challenge that you proved out to, to provide a solution for. So, so where are you at today and, and what does it look like? So the app is actually ready. It was ready by the time we went to the APP conference, actually. But as part of the process, when we started talking to some of the groups and locums and, you know, as part of the process, we need to do a phased rollout. Obviously, we don't want to launch everywhere and then not have enough supply and demand, obviously, yep. from yep. a locum's perspective or a ship's perspective. So we want to take a phased approach. And as part of that, we want to make sure that we have the apps available on Android and, and the App Store. Yes. Unfortunately, App Store takes a bit longer because of yep. the rigorous process from Apple. So yep. we decided yep. to put a date in of 1st of September for the official launch. Currently, we're going through the process of, of talking to groups. A number of groups have shown interest and, and pre-registered onto the platform to be able yep. to utilize it the day it goes live. In fact, you know, they're already asking us to go live. And then we're like, you know, we, we need to follow the process. And then we're taking pre-registrations from locums as well who would like to be part of this revolution, right, in, yep. in the industry. And, at, you know, even at APP, when we spoke to people, they, they, they gave us their stories and we're like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe we can include it as part of the app. And, that, and that's the innovation side of what we're trying to build. The app will never be complete in that sense because <laughs> yes. what it looked like in, in, at APP and what blew people's mind at APP, guess what? We're, it's going to be different again by the 1st of September because yeah. we've taken all of that feedback on board. And yeah. getting that feedback was critical. Like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. We're just going to build it into the app because the locums need it or the pharmacies need it mm -hmm. and, and make this a complete experience where this app, once it goes live on 1st of September, September. it won't yep, it won't just stay still. It will keep improving for the years to come. Yeah, got that. And I, and I guess there's – so the challenge there is to – yeah, feedback is good. Your vision is good, but but obviously not to then overcomplicate the app because again, if it becomes too onerous, then people will say, well, you know, there's too many tick boxes I've got to fill out here, or there's too much information I've got to provide. And yes, I kind of want this, but I haven't got the time. So so have have you had that feedback? Have you had to address that challenge? 
Yeah. So actually the one feedback that we had is, can we add more information in? And yeah. our feedback was actually, no, you don't want to do that every single time because then Correct. that's going to become onerous. Right. So yeah. the feedback that we've had from the app perspective for the people at APP who went through the demonstrations and actually had a bit of hands on with it was that we want to make sure that we, the dealing with the app is as simple as possible. Yeah. So we collect a lot of the data at the time of sign up. Yes. So when yep. you onboard the, the profile for the locum, the profile for the pharmacy Pharmacy's. is going to be complete. So yep. when you go to post a job, it's literally three clicks. You're there because you've built your profile either as a locum or as a pharmacy in, in the back of this um, application. Exactly. And for yep. a locum, when they log in after they've set up their profile and we've verified obviously all of the, the backend details yes. is to accept a job is you literally click on the job and hit accept. And, you know, we've got all these videos coming out on some of the, what that looks like, but from a, a locum perspective and from a pharmacy perspective, as, after you've registered, it's going to be very, very simple. Yeah. So can I ask then about the name? How did the name Locum Mate come about? I, like it, I, I don't want to have a preconceived idea here, but I actually got a feeling that there's more to this. Well, it's interesting because Sage and I argue about this. He claims that he he thought of it, but he didn't. Um, so I will tell you the truth, Scott. You know, locomate. So there's a, there's a couple of, there's two things around it. A, it's an automation of the whole locum process. So yes. you're locomating it. And it's the locum mate. So you think about the mate side of it. It's it's the locum's friend. So we, we talk about it in the sense that when we built this app, you know, we did all the research and we realized when we were doing the research and market research around the locums and talking to them, that it's the locums that we really do, do, do feel like a transaction out there in the community yeah. and that we need to build this community for them. So, you know, making sure that they get the support that they need, that they don't feel like if they go to a store that they feel isolated, they're part of a team and that team yes. is Locomate. We will make sure that they have, you know, the resources, the support available to be able to build their career to be able to to have the power back in their hands to accept shifts or to work the hours that they want to and have the availability so that they can progress which is something that we found that they just haven't had that up till now yeah. to the extent yep. that they should and especially with so many new young graduates coming out it's really important that we start this and Serge and I one of our biggest focus is to do it from the, the perspective of students and making sure that we're there for them from the start of their journey all the way through until they register yeah. as a pharmacist and continue on so after that. So hence why the, the whole name behind that is is the premise of we are their friend, we're going to be their mate and we're going yeah. to hold their hands yeah. and and also to automate that whole process, which which leads to a better experience for both parties. And you don't want to know the suggestions I came up with originally. <laughs> no, oh, that's gosh. <laughs> no, that's fine. But that's, as I said, I suspected there was more to the name and that's been good. So, so again, in effect, what I think I've heard, what I think, what I have heard here is that, you know, if you're a, if you're a pharmacy owner, you're a member of the guild. And so there, there's your group or there's your association. If you're a pharmacist, you've got the PSA, there's your group or there's your association. But as a locum, you, you're not actually currently part of anything. And, and ultimately, this, this can become almost a hub for you. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we hope it does become. I mean, we've got so many things planned in terms of, you know, creating that community feel like having people write articles or blogs or, you know, create forums and, and have that, that 
ability to connect with other locums and and pharmacies and if they come to a pharmacy having all that information available they'll be able to feel like they're part of the team they come in and they're not just there to work that nine to five they're there to come in and they'll know and they'll have that connection already built from the start yeah Yeah. and and when people have heard the story and our vision we've had industry partners already approach us Hmm. to be part of that journey because yeah. they, they sort of believe that, you know, that is an area that, you know, the industry's sort of forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we said, like it's, it's uh, I think people will forget as a pharmacist and as a locum, you, you're an individual, but in actual fact, as a pharmacist locum, you're a, you're a business in your own right. So you, you've got you've got your own ABN number, you've got your own business model. It, it might might be considered just as easy as you're doing transactional shifts in a pharmacy, but but you've still got to run a business. You've still got to be educated. You've still got to be supported and, and trained. And so this this is bigger than just a roster transaction, is what what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. So, so does that open up opportunity? And, and Kavita, I think you started to, to hint on this, is that there are pharmacy support businesses that are interested in coming on board because there's an opportunity for them to then partner into this arena? Absolutely. I mean, you know, training providers. I recently spoke with pharmacy support services with Kay Dunkley because, you know, if we're trying to build this community for the locums, we need to make sure that we provide support in the sense of you know mental support or if they have problems or if they have things that are on their mind that they know who to reach out to so it, we're trying to provide a very holistic approach to this so whether yeah. it be through education and training whether it be through support services whatever it might be but we're reaching out and trying to to build all this and and get it onto the platform as well so on that note on a Episode I did a couple of um, a month or so back, talking with a, uh, a pharmacist. One of the things I discovered was that sometimes pharmacists have their own kind of group of pharmacy owners where where they'll share staff between each other. So so if a if a particular pharmacy in one suburb's you know short on a particular day and they can't get a locum, they they might call one of their mates and say, hey, "Have you got anyone?" And then they make a phone call to to someone who's not rostered that day. Hey, can you go and help my mate over here? So so this could address that opportunity as well within a smaller group of uh, pharmacies that are not necessarily connected by a brand they're they're probably just a a network of pharmacies that know each other yeah that's correct and actually we've had a number of approaches from from similar types of situations where they they have pharmacists and you know they share the 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 resources in between but at the same time they can't provide them enough work to to keep them engaged right so we can fill a void on, on on that side as well we've even had the the conversations with groups who have a set of locums that they want to you know use first and foremost because they know their processes yep. they know the you know what policies and you know everything like that so they call them preferred locums and that's a suggestion that came out and it's something we're actually building into the app so groups can and, and smaller groups can identify their preferred locums so they get notified first and foremost uh, in some instances because they know their processes and then to bridge that void we you know we're also looking at things like well, how can someone become a preferred locum in your yes. group, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we need, they need to know our processes, you know, the software we use. So we're like, what if we brought those resources and, and made them readily available so they're actually a lot more comfortable with the brand, the policies, the processes, the software. So when they walk into your store, it's almost like they're, you know, they're part of the team. 
and and that's we've received lots of good feedback about that. So that's something but, we're looking to build as part of the process as well. Yeah. So do, so does that then open the chop opportunity? And I'm hoping I'm not going to give away any secrets here. So if I am, just oh, we can edit this out. But um, do, does that give the opportunity a bit like some of the services we have in our environment today, where a pharmacist could be have a certain badge around a, a certain service that they have or that they're trained or experienced in? Does it mean that pharmacies can actually rate the experience from a locum? Is is that the kind of area that you're looking at? Yeah, so we've got a feedback loop for both parties. Yeah. And it's it's not a case of, you know, we, we make that publicly available or anything like that. No. It's literally to, to gather information about how the service is going from both parties. And the, the locum side, we've actually aligned it to PSA's white paper that they released last year on yes. uh, the 2023 vision of yep. becoming, you know, the... the good pharmacist you know and some of the qualities that's that thing yeah so what we're doing there is we've categorized those key areas and we allow feedback from the pharmacy once a shift is finished and the timesheet is logged yes to collect that data and it's not to actually publicly advertise or use that as a mechanism to inform about jobs but it's actually to collect that data to be able to provide insights back to the individual locums in terms of areas that they, they're doing really well in, whether there might be any areas of improvement, because it's, it's actually Covey's vision. So I'll let her talk to it about how that data can help the community. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, as, as I keep saying about this, the community aspect of it, but the, the training aspect that comes from that is probably the most crucial. When I started this, I said to Serge, you know, the reason that we want to do this is to change the experience for, for the pharmacists at a store level, plus also the locums. And the best way to do that is if we get this feedback, which in the past when we've done feedback, it's usually just been through a manual, you know, Word document or whatever it might be. Yeah. Bit laborious at a store level, it's very hard to to get the time to do that. But a lot of the times, this feedback didn't really make it back to a lot of the the locums through the app because it's it's something that has to be done as part of you know the time sheeting and and finishing up the shift. Yep. That feedback yep. will be instantaneous and will yep. go straight away to the farms. Things like you know interpersonal skills and problem solving and and punctuality, all that kind of stuff that we can then give back to the locum, have that discussion and and develop the training and development around it because what we ultimately want is, you know, to be a better pharmacist, you need to have this feedback to in order to be able to then go out and do the relevant coursework training that's required because if we can get the locums to improve their performance, improve their skills, you're going to have a better experience at a store level regardless and oh, ultimately this will just be a ongoing that loop effect of of getting better pharmacists better yeah. pharmacies and then you know the experience as we said will just keep getting better and better for everybody yeah so so and and that's a really good point there because ultimately what you're looking to do is bridge that gap because if you're a pharmacist yep. as part of a team you yep. you you're going in with regular shifts regular rosters you're getting to work with the team and then you're you're either providing value or you're getting value because you're part of that team whereas a locum is kind of coming in for a fixed amount of time you may come in once you may might come in a couple of different times but it's just a transaction there's there's potentially no personal development out of that apart from the fact that you've got to work with some different people or meet some different customers so this this is going to bridge that gap isn't it yeah and when you do work at a regular store you you are getting feedback constantly about your performance whether it's through reviews or it's just you know little chats hey do this better blah 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 but as a locum, you don't get that. And to be able, like, 
I personally, if I was getting feedback, I'd be like, this is fantastic. This tells me where I need to, you know, go and focus or, or improve. And this yeah. is what we're trying to provide to the locum. It's in no way is it going to be in a, in a negative connotation. It is no. purely just to give them that the tools that they can then utilize to be able to, as I say, go and improve or better their performance. Every person, every single pharmacist out there can do this. And if you have that feedback readily available from different multiple pharmacies, it's going to give you a much better understanding on how to how to achieve that. Achieve it. Yeah. And and the other the other reciprocal area on this too is from the locum back to the pharmacy. So so one of the advantages of yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what we we put that there because you know if a, a pharmacy consistently gets, you know, a rating of, you know, a low rating, that's then our cue to go and have a, a conversation with this pharmacy because, you know, there must be something that we need to discuss and that they need to improve in order to to get a better rating because... Well, the, the, the yeah. outcome is, you know, oh, I'm not getting any locums. Why yeah. aren't locums interested in working at my store? my store? Well, we'll have the data to say, actually, they're not having a very good experience. And why is that? So, you know, they, they, they be able to probe a little bit further. And we've even had, you know, pharmacies request that, oh, can we put in, you know, because we've got the whole profile section of the pharmacy, the services, the software, how busy they are. And, you know, we asked the question because we didn't know whether the pharmacies would be receptive to this. Oh, what about your, your checklist being available to the locum as soon as they accept the shift? Yep. They're like, that's a great idea. Mm. If they know exactly what's expected for them of, of the shift or just a little bit of information about the, the pharmacy, we feel like it's going to allow them to do a better job. Pharmacies are open to, to adding that as part of their profile. So we're going to build that feature in now because we've had that feedback. So it's all about the additional information to make both parties feel comfortable to be able to deliver that better outcome. Okay. Yeah. So look, that's been a great chat. We've, we've unfortunately coming to the end of our time, but but we might have another chat in a couple of months' time. But I guess the what's the call to action today that, from what I understand, is to go to your website and either register as a pharmacist, which you can you can do now, or register as a pharmacy so that as you're starting to communicate and release things, you can start talking to these business units. Exactly. Yeah. So on, on our pathway to launching on the 1st of September, we'll communicate with everyone that's pre-registered about how that process is going. Uh, which area will be launching first as part of that data. So that data is actually really, really important for us because yep. then it allows us to do the, the rollout plan to make sure there's enough shifts available and enough locums available to be able to meet that supply and demand in those specific areas. So that would be really, really helpful if people could pre-register. Yeah. All right. Look, thanks for your time today. Great to chat. And I, and I look forward to watching this as we, we go through the next couple of months and certainly on the 1st of September. So And, and certainly uh, wishing you and, uh, and the new business great success. Thank you, Scott. Thank Thanks you, for Scott. your time. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.